Apologies for the ads. As an independent one-woman show, ads help me recover some of my costs. If you want to skip the ads, sign up to the exclusive feed. All episodes are free from ads, and there's full-length bonus episodes as well. The link is in the show notes. You can also make a one-time donation at buymeacoffee.com backslash a million OTW. And on with the show, as they say. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is A Million Other Choices, and I am, as always, your host, Kim. Okay, my intro today is simple. Prepare to be disgusted and indignant. But I think we also need to consider some societal stuff, like what maybe could have been done to prevent this tragedy. This is the murder of Rosalie Ganon. On the morning of Wednesday, April 18, 2018, around 7 a.m. in the morning, a rather chilly spring morning, a woman in the Charlesburg neighborhood was strolling through Bonaire Park in Quebec City when she spotted an empty baby stroller. She looked around who might own it, but she didn't see anyone. At the very least, not a woman with a young child. When she got closer to the stroller, she became very alarmed when she saw blood on the stroller in the seat area where the baby would go, which would very much alarm me as well. So she called the police to come, and they did, and they searched the area looking for whoever owned the baby stroller and the baby that it was for. Concerned that perhaps mum was in some kind of medical distress or had been attacked and the baby kidnapped, something like that. It was a strange and disturbing discovery, and one that, well, it's not like seeing a sock on the side of the road and you wonder what could have led up to that. This is a little bit more concerning than that. Nothing good leads up to blood in a baby stroller and no one around it. Even if the stroller had never contained a baby, no one takes a can of red paint for a walk in a baby stroller. Now, coverage of the details of the actual investigation is a bit spotty, but I found one article from Global Quebec that said that when the police had arrived, there had been, they had been able to locate a purse that had been tossed and abandoned near the stroller, and inside the purse, some kind of identifying information for 23-year-old Audrey Grong. But Audrey was nowhere around. 
Audrey Ganon was somewhat known to police and was in the system since about the age of 14. Her mother had some psychiatric issues, so she had been in and out of foster care and had some of her own struggles with addiction issues. She had been charged with assault in 2014 and again in 2015 against who or what the circumstances were, I have no idea. But sometime after that, she had been, now the Canadian press describes it as in a psychiatric hospital, but I have a feeling it was actually more of an addiction recovery inpatient type of situation, but I'm not completely sure on that. Regardless, she was kind of of no fixed address, so she wasn't going to be easy to track down her movements to find out how or why she was in the park that morning and who and what had taken her away and what had happened and whose baby was in the stroller. Was it hers? Was it someone else's? So they start by tracking down her mom. Now her mom's name isn't actually, is actually protected, so I don't know what it is. But part of her statement was that she knew that Audrey had been taking drugs or had a history of addiction issues but was taking really good care of her daughter, daughter, Rosalie, who had been born in 2016. And Audrey had discovered that she was pregnant while she was in treatment. And Rosalie had given Audrey like a purpose and she loved that baby. She was everything to her. Now, Audrey and Rosalie had been staying with her mom for, I believe, about two years, but she had recently left with Rosalie. Now, the reason Audrey had left was that Child Protective Services had become aware of the living situation and told Audrey that she couldn't stay there with Rosalie because of her mom's mental health issues. After all, it was her mom's issues were the reason that Audrey had herself been taken into foster care. So she needed to keep her baby away from her mom. So whether her, or not her mom knew of any of this, I don't know. It's not detailed anywhere, but this was about two weeks prior to Audrey going missing. So they tracked down the CPS worker who had dealt with Audrey and the social worker told police that yes, she had been told that she couldn't stay with her mom. And yes, she knew she was broke and she didn't have any money or any place to go. So she had given her the name of a shelter called Marie Roulette house that takes in women and children in distress or in need. And they asked like, was there any concerns about Audrey and her care of Rosalie? Nope, she was doing really good. She understood why she couldn't stay with her mom. She was somewhat in need and desperate, but ha she had gone voluntarily to the shelter. So was she still at the shelter? Well, I, I don't know. How, how would I know? I guess she's still there. So they go to the Marie Roulette house. And if you go to their website, you'll see that they have lovely photos of happy women and children being helped through domestic violence. Now, there was no evidence that Audrey was the victim of domestic violence, but she was definitely a woman in need of shelter for her two-year-old baby. And according to their website, they are a global solution and support for women that goes beyond accommodations. In fact, their mission statement reads, all women can come to the shelter with the children in their care. Our services are available to all women and children without distinction, exclusion, or preference based on culture, color, sexual orientation, marital status, religion, political beliefs, language, or social condition. And their goal is to help women to take a step back from their situation, support and enlighten women in their search for solutions, respect and support women in their choices and decisions. Wonderful. Hey, where's Audrey? We don't know. We kicked her out about a week ago. Okay, where's Rosalie? I don't know if she was with Audrey. Sorry, what? Well, you see, everything was fine at first, but she was difficult and got into it with a staff member and made threats to her. So we kicked her out. 
well, what kind of threats? Oh, very bad ones. Death threats. It was terrifying. So what did the police say when they came? Oh, we didn't, we didn't call them. We just told her to leave. With the baby? Well, she asked if she could at least stay the night because she had no place else to go, but no way. She was acting a complete fool. Rules are rules, you know. But with the baby? Yeah. Well, did you let CPS know that this difficult woman with a history of addiction issues and from a family with mental health struggles was leaving with her baby with no place to go and no money? No, we weren't worried about the baby. She seemed fine with her. Well, what time was this? About 10 p.m. on the 12th. 10 p.m.? Did you ask her where she was going to go? No, she said something about a friend's place. Did you ask how she was going to get there at 10 p.m. with a baby and no money? No. Oh, wait, she did come back the next day and asked if she could come back. We said no. Now, before I continue with this story, which I'm pretty sure you have already guessed doesn't have a happy ending, let me just tell you where I stand on this so far. Rules are rules. And if you're going to be acting a fool and making threats in a shelter, particularly one designed for women escaping domestic violence who have heard and seen too much in their lives already, you got to go. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Totally get that. But she had a baby with her and not one person thought that, hmm, I wonder how she's going to fare with a baby in the dead of night and while desperate and clearly in some kind of mental distress loop. So just so you know, which I'm sure you already did know, if someone makes threats of violence towards you, even if you think they're just blowing hot air out of their ass and aren't going to actually do anything, you can call the police on them. And the police have the authority to defuse the situation either by arrest or sectioning the person making threats under the Mental Health Act. And even if they don't warrant either of those actions necessary to defuse the situation, they can and would probably contact CPS and have the child taken into a nice, cozy, and quiet foster home, if only for a couple of nights to let mom calm down and get assessed and what have you. Generally, and I know that you might have some not so great opinions of the police out there, but generally police officers kind of care about little ones and don't want them on the streets at night without shelter. And it is very charitable of the shelter to have their issues with Audrey's behavior and yet recognize that Rosalie appeared loved and well taken care of. But clearly Audrey was going through some shit in that moment. And I also understand that a shelter can't separate a mom from her child. Audrey wasn't going to leave her baby with them and then go. She wasn't going to contact CPS herself because the whole reason she was in the shelter in the first place is because she didn't want Rosalie taken away from her. And it isn't on the shelter when you break the rules to find you a new place to stay. I get all of that. But under the circumstances, all they had to do was call the police. Pass the buck. You don't want to deal with her and her bad attitude, and I don't blame you. Let the police deal with her. But they didn't pass her on to anyone to deal with. They just let her walk out the door carrying a two-year-old baby with her with no earthly idea of where she was going to go or what she was going to do. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So what she had done is called around to a few other shelters, but no one had room or would take her. So she wound up on the doorstep of her friend who is named by the CBC, but I'm not going to do that. Let's just call him Fred. And Fred lived in a squalid and filthy apartment on Gaspard Avenue. And that was where they were able to track down Audrey. Obviously by police magic, because no one else knew where she had gone to, or perhaps Fred saw on the news that they were looking for her. Only you guessed it, Rosalie wasn't with her. Now, I don't know the order of events here and what Audrey had said initially about Rosalie, where Rosalie was, but Fred had been told that Audrey had taken her back to her mum's, which was a lie, obviously. So the search for Audrey and Rosalie had begun at 7 a.m. and it took until 3.30 p.m. that day to locate her. They were both taken in for questioning and at some point, Audrey set her holding cell on fire and was charged with arson and obstructing a police officer. So it sounds like she wasn't being particularly cooperative with the investigation into where her daughter was, which they were now desperately searching around the area of Gaspard Avenue for. Fred told investigators that that he had let Audrey and Rosalie stay there, and the night before, he had left her to go and visit some friends. Audrey had stayed home with Rosalie because she didn't have a babysitter. She had smoked some weed and had a few beers earlier, and both her and Rosalie were asleep on the couch when he left but she had texted him a little bit later and told him that Rosalie had been being fussy. So she had taken him back, taken her back over to her mom's. So he had gotten home later and everything was cool. And then police found Rosalie in a garbage bin outside of a lovely, well-kept bungalow on DeGaulle Avenue, which is about a block over from Gaspard Avenue and another block or so Southeast of Bonaire Park. Rosalie was rushed to hospital and pronounced dead on arrival. And that is very sad and tragic and terrible. But Rosalie hadn't died of hypothermia from being left in a garbage bin. She hadn't even been smothered to death or given an overdose of Benadryl to keep her from crying. No, sweet little two-year-old Rosalie had been stabbed 32 times. In another dumpster nearby were some of her clothing, a pillowcase, and her stuffed animal, all stained with blood. So Audrey had one count of second-degree murder and indignity to a human body added to her charges of arson and obstruction. And on March 11, 2020, Audrey pled guilty to second-degree murder and to the indignity of human body charge and was given a life sentence with no parole eligibility for 14 years and then an additional five years for the indignity charge. In the agreed statement of facts, Audrey admitted that in the days after her eviction from the shelter, she became increasingly anxious and depressed and had consumed weed and alcohol and that Rosalie had cried nonstop. The apartment that she was in was unsanitary and dangerous and she was desperate and didn't know what to do. She then stabbed Rosalie 32 times, remember, and took her body outside in the stroller, but the stroller had gotten stuck in the snow So she put her body inside the green bin outside of a home and then pushed the stroller into Bonaire Park before returning to the apartment to clean up. 
and Quebec's chief coroner, Pascal Descari, ordered an inquest into Rosalie's death and the circumstances surrounding how her death could have been prevented by interventions. And the inquest found that Rosalie deserves to become a symbol that more than ever we will not forget our collective duty to protect. The actual inquest wasn't started until December of 2020. And during the inquest, the coroner asked the staff of that Marie Roulette if it might have been better had they contacted the police considering there were death threats made. And he questioned that it was legitimate to believe that things would have happened differently that night if people had intervened and were informed that the infant had already been the subject of a report to the Department of Protected Juveniles. He also asked why social services were not contacted that night since Audrey had nowhere to go with her daughter, but staff testified that they did not believe that the child's life was in danger. And her caseworker testified that she wasn't worried about Rosalie's safety even after she had been unable to reach her because Audrey had told her that her daughter was everything to her. Both the social worker and the shelter were aware that Audrey was under the care of a psychiatrist and was being treated with methadone for an opiate addiction. The written inquest noted that Rosalie's death raised several questions about communication between these different actors who should have served as a safety net for the child. And the inquest made recommendations that going forward, that a child's needs have to come before confidentiality of the parents and that shelters should never let a child leave without contacting child services to make them aware and communicate any relevant information to them. And the Marie Roulette House issued a statement after the inquest findings saying that they were dedicated to women who are victims of violence and their children. Quote, since this sad event, new measures have been put in place specifically in addition to the reporting policy, which clearly outlines the procedure for staff to follow in a situation of eviction of a woman with a child. So I'm a bit peeved at the shelter for letting Audrey walk out of the shelter with Rosalie in her arms, knowing Audrey was completely unequipped to deal with her feeding and housing her, no matter how much she loved her. But I'm just so sad that Audrey did such a horrendous thing to her own sweet and innocent baby because she didn't want to lose her to foster care. I'm curious what in her mind made her think this outcome for Rosalie was better. I have heard stories of women living in terrible poverty or whose children are literally starving, like in third world countries that kill their children and then themselves to protect them from having a long drawn out death. But Audrey didn't make any attempts to kill herself or really, really show any remorse, which tells me that some kind of switch went off in her head that Rosalie had become a burden for her. And it's Terrible as it sounds, women that leave their babies in the hospital after giving birth and then run away or drop their kids off at the mall and then take off are actually doing the right thing. They have decided that their children are too much to care for and they walked away. They didn't beat them, drug them, or kill them. They just left knowing that they couldn't care for them. But these women are demonized for being cold and heartless and just kind of icky. And it's because we can't fathom doing that or feeling that. And Audrey's case is actually very unusual. Women normally kill their children with the intent, with intent or by neglect. Intentionally is usually done out of revenge towards their former partner, by abuse, or because a new partner's new partner doesn't want them. And in a country like Canada, the desperation of facing poverty and not knowing how you will feed your children should not be a reason. And I think that if Audrey was being honest with herself, that's not why she did it either. 
Yes, she was poor. Yes, she was kind of in a desperate situation finding herself homeless. But if Rosalie had been her highest priority, she wouldn't have made death threats to the shelter staff and risk being kicked out in the first place. I think she killed Rosalie because she was becoming cumbersome to care for. And it's hard to be a good alcoholic and drug addict and a good mom at the same time. You have to kind of pick and she picked very wrong. And what kind of rage she must have been in to stab a baby 32 times. This story just bothers me on so many levels. I kind of regret researching the story based on how it has left me feeling, but I just felt that little Rosalie deserved a voice to tell her story. So on this note, I'm going to be back again next week with another case. You know what to do. As always, thank you so much for listening. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.